Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. The, the headlines of the last 24 hours announced the passage of the new tax bill in Washington, which, after much debate, was uh, actually just signed moments ago as we begin our conversation today. Um, now, setting aside politics and debate over the value or cost of the law, today we simply want to help explain the changes and, and how they're going to impact you, either at the personal or business level. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and while the ink is still drying on that bill, I'd like to welcome uh, two individuals who, who deal with taxes, tax filing, and tax law on a daily basis to uh, help us decipher a little bit about what has changed and, as I said, how it's going to impact each of you. Joining me today is Attorney Tim Hughes, a, a regular contributor to this podcast and a partner at Lavelle Law, uh, along with Dana Davidson, a CPA who runs his own accounting firm. Uh, both individuals bring over 25 years' experience in tax and I certainly appreciate them agreeing to participate on such short notice. Uh, good morning, guys. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thanks thank for you. having us, Jim. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you. Dana here. So, Dana, you know, I'm going to ask this. We, we keep reading about this bill and all these changes that are coming, but um, let's clarify for people. What, when does it take effect? Is this going to impact people who are about to file their taxes for 2017, or is this next year? You know, this is this is a great question, and uh, normally when I'm talking with a client, I say it depends, and literally in this case, it, it depends. Most of the provisions are effective for tax years beginning after December 31st, 2017, which in plain English means January 1st, 2018. So most of the provisions are effective 2018, some of them 2019, some of them effective third quarter of 2017. So really, as you see something that affects you, talk with your tax professional. Now, one of the things that jumps out, we, we see constantly in the news about this, is that, you know, changes to the, the rates for various tax brackets. And, and frankly, I don't know that people really know what tax brackets they fall into. And when you talk about income levels, first of all, for, for purposes of configuring these rates, is that based on just someone's gross income, or is that after deductions and it's a, the adjusted amount that determines your bracket? Right, right. So the, the taxable income is determined, and there's there's a couple of levels. There's gross income, adjusted gross income, uh, other deductions, and then itemized or standard deduction, and then you come to the tax base, and then you will have a, a, a rate that applies. The new law provides for seven new rates, the the worst being 37%. It used to be 396 And essentially, everybody in America with the exact same story the next year in 2018, as compared to this year, the baseline being 2017, is going to save 2 to 3% just in pure rate. So if you make $100,000 a year, you can count on two or 3000 uh, in savings, but that's without taking into account, oh, certain deductions are gone, such as outside mm-hmm. salesperson expenses if you aren't reimbursed in um, tax preparation of a personal nature. We can still deduct tax preparation for businesses and, and the business portion, but the personal side, safety deposit box, no longer deductible and that type of thing. 
And as we look at everything that's happening, a lot of the focus is on the taxpayers. It should be, but there's a lot of changes on the corporate side as well. What What's the overall impact to corporate taxpayers with this bill? Good, good question. The main thing, and this was a, a political goal of Congress, and, and both sides of the aisle recognized this, that there was such an incentive for uh, foreign companies to keep their money overseas. There was such a, a high tax rate. We had the highest tax rate in the world. And so that highest tax rate is now reduced to 21%. And that's, uh, you know, getting a little bit more palatable uh, from, if you're the person paying it. Um, and then also the AMT, uh, alternative minimum tax for corporations, was completely eliminated. And so that was sort of a stealth tax that a lot of people were paying. I would have liked to have seen that also eliminated for individuals, but uh, good news, the AMT, alternative minimum tax, base doubled to, uh, I'm sorry, it went to a million dollars. So it's not going to affect uh, most of us, the rank and file, but um, but it's those were pretty much two of the significant changes, and then even more importantly is what I'm going to call the pass-through income deduction. The tax law calls it the qualified business income deduction, and that basically says for certain pass-through organizations such as S corporations, partnerships, LLCs, where the tax flows to the individual return there is a new 20% deduction. Now, there's some exclusions, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to report that t- the Congress singled out uh, Tim and Dana. They said, basically, uh, <laughs> accountants and attorneys do not get the qualified business income deduction. So, you know, tax planning move, you might want to move your related services or consulting services to another corporation or something like that. Talk to Tim to set up your new corporation, right? Mm-hmm, well, definitely. And I'm glad you mentioned, Tim, bringing you into this, because um, you and I have talked in past podcasts quite a bit about um, things like property taxes and, you know, how those impact uh, the, the average taxpayer. And, um, you know, in many ways it feels like a double tax at times and uh, you know, taking the deduction. There's some changes regarding property taxes in this bill as well, aren't there? Yes, there are. There's uh, For those who itemize, there's a cap on state and local taxes, and that's at $10,000. So if um, income tax is close to that amount, then your real estate tax will not be deductible. That's why there is reported in the news. Uh, paper uh, just yesterday there's been a flood of people racing to their county treasurer's office to prepay next year's taxes so as to lower 2017 since those dollars expensed in 18 if they were expensed then wouldn't add to it or uh, help them on their 2018 taxes so it's a one-time benefit yeah, and if, and no, if I, I could add, Jim, to that, um, sure, you know, one yep. thing I would, you know, look at your Schedule A of twenty-seven, uh, 2016, see how far away you were from 10000 because you'll get a benefit conceivably up to 10000 but to the extent you don't, prepay those state income taxes, prepay that real estate tax, so that way you won't be, you know, capped out at 10000 And then if you're being really creative, just realize 
Congress did put a prepayment provision saying you cannot prepay your state or Illinois income tax for 2018. So some people are like, well, I'm going to pay 100% of my tax bill for 2018. Well, Congress did catch us on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're, uh, we're, we're hearing today from uh, a couple of uh, gentlemen who have taken their time to help us out and understand the tax law that was just signed today and providing some clarity. Of course, uh, Lavelle Law, uh, partner Tim Hughes, is with me. And we're talking the first time today to uh, CPA Dana Davidson. Uh, Dana runs his own uh, firm. Uh, he's had great success over the last couple of decades and uh, probably also uh, retired from the uh, Air Force Air Guard, uh, has uh, put in many years there as well. So, uh he brings to us a, a wide range of experience and viewpoints as we talk about it. Now, you, you both just mentioned um, prepaying certain taxes. Um, let's talk about strategies. I mean, there, there are many more changes here we could talk about, and we'll, we'll maybe duck back and get a few. But for a, for a taxpayer or a corporation right now, they take a look at what's happening. Are there things they can or should be doing now to, to protect themselves or to increase the value of what's happening in this law? Absolutely, absolutely. One of the first things that comes to mind is you want to use some of the traditional strategies that that are available out there, which is defer income and bunch your deductions. So those two strategies you should still be doing. But as applied to this year, perfect example, we're, we're bunching all the real estate taxes and state and local income tax into 2017 as best we can. Medical is another example. The medical is no longer 10%. It's 7.5% floor uh, for those that you know want to be technical. So it would be best to put all your medical in one tax year if you can. So that's something to consider for this year, 2017, or conceivably bunch it into 2018, but be mindful that the standard deduction essentially doubled and the personal exemptions went away in 2018. So if you have 10 children, this this maybe isn't as good of a tax law. And, and Tim, we've talked a lot about um, staying on the right side of tax laws and um, you know whether it's uh, proper record keeping, doing all the right things to uh, to make sure that you reduce your chance of an audit. Um, people start to look at this, maybe get excited, maybe panic. Uh, we kind of want to hold the course here in terms of just staying within the law and, and doing the right things to protect yourself going forward. I would assume. And everything that Dana mentioned about timing of or recognition of income or expenses is perfectly. Uh, fine, and it's a good uh, uh, tax strategy to try to lower your tax uh, burden. And um, uh, with the significant change in the law, uh, you do want to look at saying if you can take advantage of timing issues to maybe lower your 17 as well as future years. And on a global perspective, and again, the, the intent today was simply to provide some some information and, and not a lot of commentary, but nonetheless, um, there has already been a flurry of stories in the news that uh, major corporations are going to take advantage of this tax uh, break to to raise their minimum wage, to hire new employees. Many of them are paying out some generous bonuses across a broad base of employees. Is that a sign that this, in fact, is, is going to begin to spur some growth in the economy as it had been predicted? Could it could uh, this is Dana here? Um, I, I do think I'm seeing some business owners and people reinvigorated, saying, you know, 
perhaps two or three percent on an absolute scale isn't going to change their uh, lifestyle. But but I do see people have a, a bigger spark in their step, and they are or you know bigger spark in their eye, wider step, and uh, and I think it's going to be very positive from that standpoint. People are going to get off the couch, as it were. And, and uh, Dana did. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Tim. No, I was just going to throw in the other side of the coin. Since Dana did the positive, I'll do the uh, slight negative that, you know, there's, of course, obviously winners and losers, and some people that may be adversely impacted may be the individuals with the uh, disallowance of uh, interest expense on HELOCs, that that may hurt uh, uh, housing in a certain range, may put a downward pressure on some pricing, and also put limitations on uh, going forward with home repairs or remodeling because of that loss of deduction. Uh, and, and in addition to that, there's also uh, some elimination of some business interests. So essentially, if you're a highly leveraged business, uh, there are some caps on your business interest deduction. If it's a reasonable amount, such as like for working capital or a line of credit, um, you'll still be able to take that business interest. But if you're highly leveraged, uh, there's a, a 30% of income limitation. Very formulaic. You need to go through it, but just, just keep that in mind. That's another area of interest that changed. Well, we could, as I said at the beginning, go on for quite a while in this conversation, but we're up against the clock here. So I, I want to thank uh, Dana Davidson for being here and, and Tim Hughes, of course. Now, I'm, I'm sure people have many questions. Uh, Tim Hughes, as you know, um, he can be reached at 847-705-755 or thughughes at lavellelaw.com. So 847-705-7555. Dana, what's a good way to be able to get in touch with you and your organization? Yes, yes. Uh, so Dana B. Davidson, CPA Company, PC, in Northbrook, Illinois. Our phone numbers are 847-753-9393, 847-753-9393. And then two emails to keep in mind is taxinfo, T-A-X-I-N-F-O, at dbdcpa.com. That's Delta, Bravo, Delta, charliepapaalpha.com, and then also my personal email, dana.davidson at dbdcpa.com. Excellent. Well, thank uh, uh, many thanks to both of you for being here today. A great conversation, and uh, certainly encourage folks to follow up and uh, reach out if they need some more information. But uh, good conversation. Thanks so much for being here, and, of course, we look forward to having you join us for uh, future episodes here on Chicago's Legal Latte.